Hi, I'm Carolyn, otherwise known as Chili, and this is the Chili Bakes Gluten-Free Podcast. Join me on a gluten-free baking adventure as I walk you through beloved recipes like chocolate chip cookies, biscuits, and banana bread, plus new favorites too. It'll be fun, easy, and we'll get to hang out for a while. So let's bake something. Hey friends, just heading downstairs to start baking. Of course, as soon as I start thinking I'm going to bake, I forget something upstairs. Does that happen to you guys a lot? You think, oh, I'm ready to go, and then it's always upstairs. Oh, and little miss needs to be let in. Hi, baby girl. Hi, hello. You're a good girl. Come here. You going to help me bake something? Probably not, huh? You're probably going to eat your treat. There you go. And head in upstairs. Head upstairs. Anyway, thanks for joining me today. It's Carolyn. We're um, doing another episode so glad you're here. I know you're really busy and it's the holidays, which means everything is getting even more nuts, right? This is about the time when I realize I haven't bought enough things or I can't find the things I bought months ago or haven't even started. And I'm really bad about waiting till the night before Christmas to wrap. Ugh, man, am I bad about that. Usually it's a 2 a.m. deal when I have a giant pile of presents and I'm wrapping till I feel, I keep saying I get angry, but it makes me angry. I should just start wrapping earlier, right? And then my wrapping gets progressively worse because I'm getting annoyed because then the wrapping paper is usually not the best wrapping paper and so it rips. Yeah. Anyhow, we're making something so easy, so amazing, um, and I keep changing the name. So I'm going to look to see what I wrote it as so you know what I'm talking about. Um, Gluten-free oat crumble bars. And I changed the name because you can make them however you want. They're, they're kind of like crumbly bar cookies that you bake in a nine by 13 pan. And there's crumbs on the bottom that you press in and then there's crumbles on the top. And you can put anything in the middle. So I had called them pear crumble bars, but they don't have to be pear. They are so variable. Um, it's really, Emma, your little claws, you're going everywhere. Hi. Anyway, you can put whatever you want in it. And I felt like making pear and of course, since I felt like making pear, could I find pear applesauce or pear, not applesauce, pear sauce or pear jam? No. So I made pear jam sauce stuff to put in the middle, but you can put whatever you want. Um, cranberry is really good. Cranberry with a little bit of pecans in the crumble. Oh, so good. Just like the jelly cranberry sauce. Cranberry, cranberry sauce. Um, that's really good. And you kind of, you can heat it up a little bit and smoosh it with a spoon so it gets less jellied and you could use that you could use peach um, and almond you can pick anything raspberry jam blueberry applesauce that was my thing when i was young i used to make this recipe um with applesauce because i think it meant i could make it more often because my mom thought it was healthier i'm not sure if it's healthier but we kind of i don't know I felt like it was healthier and uh, maybe she agreed with me because I got to make it often. Anyway, I got this original recipe in some, I want to say 1980s um, Quaker Oats cookbook. And it had all these recipes with tons of oats, of course, because it's from Quaker and they want you to use lots of oats. So I had it forever because I keep my recipes a really long time. Quaker oats are not gluten-free, so I'm not going to use Quaker oats. You can use um, Nature's Path or Bob's Red Mill, um, and I'm going to use old-fashioned oats. Anyway, so let's get started. We're going to start with the dry as usual. The dry ingredients are two cups of old-fashioned oats, and I'm going to get those into a large bowl because I'm going to do 
you know, I like to do the dry and then add the wet to it. So here come the oats, two cups. That's two. I'm gonna put my oats somewhere else so I don't think I haven't added them, even though it's obvious. I just keep trying to do things the same way so it makes it easier for myself. Okay, the next ingredient is one and a half cups of cup for cup multi-purpose flour. The original recipe um, had more flour than this, but I'm gonna add almond flour as well because I think it adds a nice taste. I think I've said that before to the gluten-free stuff. So a cup and a half, so there's one cup. And here comes the half. And you know to scoop into the measure, right? Otherwise it gets packed more and then sometimes your dry, your, uh, dry ingredients is a little more than you think it is. So then a quarter cup of almond flour I'm using, like the blanched almond flour with no husks in it and it's really fine ground. And then we're going for the mochi flour, my little secret ingredient to give it a little more mm, cohesiveness to the dough. And it gets one teaspoon. Keep it in a jar because the box doesn't close and then it goes everywhere and I don't love that. Okay, a cup of brown sugar, packed brown sugar is going in next. My cup measure won't work in here, so I'm gonna use a half cup and do two. And I'm not gonna pack it so, so hard, but I'm gonna pack it to make sure there's no um, air pockets. And this is light brown sugar. You could use dark brown, that would be just fine. All right, there's the packed brown sugar. Am I gonna add nuts? So you can optionally add like half a cup chopped pecans, walnuts. I can't remember if I added pecans last time. Let's see if I have any pecans left over from my massive buying spree at Thanksgiving. Hang on. Nope. We're gonna do a little pecans in here. Half a cup, so I'm gonna go chop half a cup. Hi, Emma. I know it sounds like meat, but it's pecans. I think you're going to be bitterly disappointed. I know you like almonds, but this isn't the cashews. But you want these fairly, fairly fine. Um, otherwise, well, you, it's going to be a crumble that packs into the bottom and, and you crumble on the top. But if I have giant pieces of nuts, it just makes it harder to stick together. Um, so I'm going to make them fairly fine here. So there's my half a cup pecans. They're going in here too with the dry. Oh, and let's turn on my oven while I'm over here. If I could remember what the temperature is. 400 degrees. Let's see, is there anything weird in the oven? No. You ever have something in the oven that you forgot was there? Uh -huh. That's always fun. One time there was... Did we leave the turkey in there? I think we were trying to keep the cat off of the turkey or the dog away from the turkey. And so we forgot the turkey overnight on Thanksgiving. Ugh. So we'd eaten it, put the leftover turkey in the oven, and then we couldn't figure out where the turkey was and it sat overnight. So of course we couldn't eat it, which was so bitterly disappointing because I love Thanksgiving leftovers. And also I'm super frugal and so I love to make soup out of the turkey bones and it makes really good tortilla soup or turkey vegetable soup or it just makes really good stock. 
or even this um, Chinese breakfast porridge with rice that my um, my kids know how to make, which I it's really simple, but I don't know how to make it. Anyway, that's really good with turkey broth. So all those things went out the window and we were so sad that the turkey got left in the oven overnight. So I, sometimes I look in the oven and I, actually I always check the oven to make sure there's nothing weird in there. Cause I don't, you know, my son bakes too and who knows what's happening there. Okay, so let's see, let's go over the dry one more time. We have two cups of old fashioned oats, not Quaker, unless they start making gluten-free. One and a half cups, cup for cup, multi-purpose flour half a cup of almond flour, a teaspoon of Coda Farms Mochiko sweet rice flour, just a teaspoon, one cup of packed brown sugar, this is light brown, half a cup chopped pecans, which once they toast up, are gonna leave such a nice yummy flavor to the crumble. And then we're at the spice part. So we need some cinnamon, we need three quarters of a teaspoon of cinnamon. There's three quarters. Emma, I know you're standing in the pantry. That doesn't mean you're getting food. Uh, let's see, salt. Three quarters of a teaspoon of salt. Do not measure over your batter. That's always a poor idea. <laughs> I did that once. Once. It wasn't pretty. I think I had to throw away my cookie dough or I had to double. I had to do something weird because I had salt everywhere. It was just, don't do that. Don't measure your salt over the, um, your batter. Okay, so that was three-quarter teaspoon of salt, half a teaspoon of baking soda. And I'm going to put it in my palm. I just measure it right into my palm, and I use the back of my measuring spoon to get rid of all the lumps. If you've ever had a baking soda lump, it is not pretty. It is bitter and nasty. Ugh. Okay, all that's in there, and a pinch of allspice. This will be the last of the dry ingredients. Just a pinch. Mm. Oh my gosh, allspice. Oh, it smells so amazing. Okay, my ingredients away so I don't mess that up. So I'm gonna use a mixer today, like a stand, not a stand mixer. I'm using just my hand mixer. This works really well with a stand mixer because you kind of want the crumble to get, um, get piecey so you can pack it into the bottom of the nine by 13 and also make pebbly chunks on the top. So, um, I'm going to use, I have used a Cuisinart before, or my stand mixer. I'm just going to use my hand mixer and see how this goes. And I'm just going to mix the dry ingredients on low and make sure that mochi flour gets mixed in and all the different ingredients are evenly mixed before I add the butter. And the butter is the last um, part of the crust part, the crumble. Isn't that amazing? So we're almost done with the crumble, and then the rest of it is easy. It's either jam or applesauce or preserves. Okay, so here we go with the mixer. So that looks like it's evenly, all the dry stuff's incorporated. I'm just gonna run my spatula around the edge because you never know, sometimes there's like a rogue pocket of something at the bottom. Oh, look at that, a little bit of brown sugar. Okay, so now we're adding the softened butter. One cup of butter um, softened. Um, I just nuke this slightly. It could be room temperature. That would have been great too because you want it to make a dough that you can press into the pan. And if it's cold butter, you're gonna be fighting those chunks. Softened butter is definitely the way to go. It's a nice pebbly chunks, which is perfect. 
um, yeah, definitely softened. And then we're just gonna, the oven's at 400 degrees preheating. I'm gonna grease the bottom of my nine by 13 pan over here. Where did I, oh, it's funny how I can lose things in my tiny my kitchen. All right, that's sprayed. We're gonna reserve some of the um, crumbly bits. Two cups we're reserving. So I'm just gonna get a little bowl for that. Two cups. This is gonna be going on the top. <laughs> Made a nice thunk. We got two cups. Radio. All right, the rest of this bad boy is going right into that nine by 13. And I'm gonna see how easily it presses in here. If it's a pain in the neck to press it in here and it starts sticking, um, I could always use a sheet of plastic or um, sheet of plastic or like a freezer paper or something to pack it down so it doesn't stick to my hands. But it, I'm just gonna kind of crumble it. Try to evenly distribute it on the bottom. Start packing it in. It's not sticking at all, so I can just use my hand to pack it down. Oh, there's so many oats and it's studded with pecans. There's a little bit of spice. Oh my gosh, this is gonna be good. It's sort of like a, um, a crisp, but with a bottom crust so you can eat it with your hands. Hey, that's that's a good thing, right? A, a fruit crisp you can eat with your hands. Haha, <laughs> that sounds amazing. All right, make sure it's well packed. It doesn't really have to go up the sides or anything. I mean, this is just a really inexact thing. I just want the big holes in the dough to be packed down so it's not, I'd rather the fruit doesn't go to the bottom. Okay, that looks amazing. Now, I have butter hands. Let me get rid of those. Okay, butter hands gone. And now, ugh, I have a mat on the floor so you can't hear me clunking around, but the edge of the mat is up and I keep tripping over it. So if you hear a thunking or a flapping, that's me trying not to trip. Okay, so a three quarters to a cup of preserves. And you know what, this is up to you, whether you want three quarters or a cup or even more. I want it to be, um, you know, to cover the bottom. So since I made like pear preserves, it's actually like pear butter or pear sauce, and I kind of left it chunky, I'm just scooping it out of the pot now. And since I left chunks, it doesn't spread as well. So I'm gonna add a little more. That was a cup. Yeah, feel free, you can add two cups if you want more. This, I'm gonna add more like a cup and a half. And we're just gonna spread it in as even a layer as possible. It doesn't have to be exact, for sure. Have a bald spot, add more. You know, there we go. Oh my gosh, that looks great. Okay, we are almost done. Can you believe that? We're, it's not even 20 minutes and we're almost done with the whole assembly. Okay, so now I have the two cups of reserve crumble and I'm gonna crumble it, trying to keep it in chunks and try to evenly distribute over the top, if at all possible. This is not exact. No part of this recipe is exact, but it's tasty and it's easy, which is what I always like. Just try to do your best here. They will swell up a little bit um, because of the baking soda. So the chunks, they don't cover the top completely, but they will puff up as they bake. 
and cover it up. They look a little pale right now, but they're gonna brown up nicely. Okay, look at that. All right, we did a good job there. Or I did, or maybe Emma and I, she's, she's left me completely. Okay, the oven's, I keep doing this every time I record. The oven's at 385, it's almost to 400 degrees. I'm gonna get rid of this um, crumble on my hands. What's your favorite jam? I would love to hear in your comments, um, if you make the recipe, what you love, what flavor combinations you love, or if you try something, what you, what your family liked, what your favorite flavors are. I'm always interested to hear how people take their recipes and make it their own. Okay, I'm just waiting for the oven to do a few things. I bought a new apron, and there's my oven. I bought a new apron and it's linen, so I was very excited about it, but Honestly, the styling of the apron is, um, well, I kind of look like a, a European, I don't know why I say European child at a painting easel. It's, it's, I think it's the least flattering um, shape for an apron. You kind of step into it and it has straps that go over the back, but it's, it's sort of like a muumuu apron. It isn't a good look at all. So um, it covers my clothes completely, which I do appreciate, but I feel, I don't know. It doesn't make me feel happy, so <laughs> I might have to remake it. Okay, so now the oven's at 400. I'm gonna throw this thing in here. You want your rack in about the center. Here you go, buddy. And in it goes. All right, and let's, as I trip again, every time I'm taping, I'm tripping. Okay, we're baking for about 25 minutes. I'm gonna put this on 20. If this thing starts to get too brown, We'll use foil on the top. Um, and since the jam is cooked in the middle, you just need the crumble to get cooked on the bottom and on the top. And so we're in the oven. We're gonna test it at 20 minutes and, um, and then we'll see how it looks. Okay, so the timer's almost at 20 minutes. I'm just gonna check them as soon as that timer rings and we'll see how they're doing. If they're brown, oh, there we go. Let's see what we have here. 400 degrees is hot. Okay. All right, there. it's bubbly. It's very pebbly looking on the top. I could have spread this better, which I didn't. It'll still be fine. Um, nicely browned. The pecans probably got nice and toasty. The pear, butter, jam, whatever I made, I don't know what you call it, is bubbling. So that's always a good sign. Um, and we're gonna let these cool down and then slice them into bars. And that's basically it. Um, these are super easy, extra versatile thing. I think I even made them with peanut butter once. So it was like a crumbly peanut butter bar. Um, yeah, I would love to know what you think. It's a great thing to bring to holiday gatherings because it's so easy, uh, super quick, and it's yummy. Um, you can make it, if you can't use butter, you can make it with vegan butter. Um, the flour I use, the cup for cup flour does have powdered milk in it. So if you were going to make it for someone who is a vegan, um, you would have to change the flour. And I will have to get back to you on a recommendation for a flour because most of the other flour blends, blends I'm not very happy with. So I would love to have a second go-to that doesn't have wheat powder in it, but I don't have that for you yet. So anyway, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining me in the kitchen. I hope you had a good time. I hope you learned something. I hope you get to make something yummy. Let me know if you try the recipe. I'd love to see pictures. I'd love to hear about your experience. What'd you do different? 
What didn't work as well? What kind of baking are you hoping to see? I'd love to know all about that and all about you and what kind of baker you are and just, you know, anything about you. Um, the next episode coming up is going to be, oh, it's going to be, did you hear the, that wasn't angels. Ha, huh, my voice is so far from the angels singing. Anyway, I could hear them in my head, but if you just heard me, that wouldn't be angels. Anyway, I do not have a singing voice. Unlike many members of my family, I am not a singer. Um, but burnt butter spice cake, burnt, okay, let's try this one more time. Spice cake with burnt butter icing. There we go. That makes me want to sing. Not in earshot of anyone because I don't want to scare people and, you know, make small animals run screaming. Uh, but this is such an amazing cake. It's a little more involved, I'm not going to lie. And um, so it takes much more prep than the bars we've made or the pumpkin bread or the biscotti. So it's, it's more involved, but it is so worth it. It is the best spice cake ever. It has such amazing flavor and the icing is to die for. I say burnt butter, but really it's just brown to the point where those milk solids are kind of caramelly. So it has this caramelly flavor that honestly as a kid, I, and I love this cake, I would peel the icing off and I would have peeled the icing off the entire cake and just eaten that if I could have gotten away with it. So yeah, it's that kind of cake. So I'm looking forward to making that with you next week, next week next time boy next week i'm all over the map um and that will be in january so i hope you have a lovely holiday season i won't get a chance to um, talk to you before christmas or whatever holiday you might be celebrating so happy holidays to everyone i hope you have a lovely time hopefully you get a break from work get some family time do some baking always my favorite right the best thing i can think of to do so take care. I won't talk to you till after the new year and have a good one. Bye.